to Victory and Labang Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. Hi everybody, I'm Carlos Santos. I'm one of the pastors here in Victory Alabang. Why don't we play a game? It's a weird way to greet you, but I know you're used to your Zoom parties and your uh, Google Hangouts and all these games you've been doing online. So join me for a game. I'm going to show you several pictures and I'd like you to type in one word, just one word that is common in all the pictures that describes all of them. All right? Here they are. There is, there's a school's out, there is a damaged jar, there's a couple in trouble, here's tire technology, um, a piece of chocolate, some musical notes. Oh, go in, go ahead and type in what's that one word, clue, one syllable that <laughs> describes all these pictures. You probably have it. It's the word break. Yay! All right. Uh, it's the word break. Uh, uh, it is a it is a break, a, a summer break. It's a break in the jar. It's a, you know a couple on a break, a breakup. Uh, the musical note is the note rest. It's a rest that has a break in the musical composition. Have a have a break. Have a Kit Kat, right? And those are tire breaks. Sorry for the homonym. Uh, why did I use the word break? Well, if you think about it, I know we're, we're on our second extension of the quarantine and we're thinking, how long are we going to last? And we're probably uh, wondering, when, when is God going to give us a break? But let me submit to you, what if this is our break? What if the lockdown is God's way of spending time with us? And, you know, if I, if I may focus right back at the damaged jar that you saw, that Japanese jar, it's the Japanese art of kinchugi, where they pour gold over the, the, the damages and uh, the breakages in the jars to create another form of art. My prayer is that we allow God during this break time, during this break in our lifestyles, break in our routines, sometimes even, even a, a break in our hearts. These, this, this time has really broken us. But would we allow God to pour in the gold of His Word to create something beautiful out of our lives? That's my prayer for this, for this series. In fact, the, the series of Psalm 23, the perspective, we had a break last week to honor our mothers, and the, the, the whole series itself is, is a break through our, with our year-long uh, Roman series. And the Psalms are themselves a break. If you think about it, they're so emotional. They're so visceral. Uh, the Psalmist, particularly David, is always crying out to God, always asking Him, would you slay my wicked enemies? Would you, when are you going to uh, give, give me a break, Lord? When are you going to have pity on me? He, it's so emotional. And yet... Jesus quotes from this book a lot more than other books. There is something deep and theological about the Psalms, particularly Psalm 23. It's a beautiful song, so to speak. That, sh that shouldn't be just relegated to when we have dirges or memorials. Uh, if we go back to how Pastor Ed Ray preached the last two weeks, how the, the psalmist, the psalm speaks about a provider, God being our shepherd, Yahweh, Jehovah, the Lord of all creation, our creator, is my personal shepherd who provides. 
And as he goes on, he, he provides what? He, he provides so much peace, so much wholeness and wellness. If you look at the next verses, uh, he, he makes us to lie down in green pastures. I have a friend who read this to us. He read it like he was in love. And when you read it, it's like, it really it draws out that passion in us. He, he, he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Whatever is lost, He returns. He leads me on paths of righteousness, not for our sake, not only for our sake, but for His name's sake. Oh, wow. Is, what love is this? And I love how, as we dig into the Word right now, I love how the New King James Version of it goes, Yay! Yes! I, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. See how it escalates. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Oh, my cup overflows. It runs over. Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, would you anoint the preaching of your word. Let the enemy be silent now in the name of Jesus. And let our hearts be pierced by your truth. This I pray in Jesus' name. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The truth of the matter is this. We are all going through this valley of the shadow of death. If you know valleys, ask any military strategist, it is the worst defensible position ever. If your enemy has the high ground, there is no way to fend off their attacks if you're walking through the valley. And we're talking about the valley of the shadow of death. If you talk about death, the Bible says many things about that. Hosea, Hosea 13 talks about death as a person whose arms are poised to destroy us, who, who, who has a, a force. Habakkuk describes death as, a, as something that is greedy and will swallow us up. The Psalms uh, writes in Psalms 49 that we are just lambs being led to, be, to, to, led to death through this valley of the shadow of death. If you talk about death, that's the reason why we're so scared to lose our jobs. We were, we're afraid to, to, to be not provided for, that we might not have anything left and we'll just wither away. And what kind of life will we have? Because we all know we're all going to die. That's the great equalizer. Right now, wherever you are, we are all going through this shadow of the fear of this COVID virus. That it might mean death for us as it has for so many of ours. So we're afraid of, of, of losing provision, of losing protection. We're afraid of getting sick, that our lives may suddenly be snuffed out. And, and will our lives have meaning then? We're struggling, if, if we're very honest, we're struggling with ourselves. We're struggling with our pride, with our lusts, with our addictions. We're struggling with our personalities and our relationships are in trouble because we don't want our lives to be messy and screwed up because we all know that death is waiting. Death casts a huge shadow on us all. We, we get depressed, we get afraid, we get worried, we get nervous. We, we have regrets. 
It sucks the life out of us. This shadow of death. I remember a brush with death with our, in our family. Not just a brush with death. Death uh, took my dad. My dad died in the year 2015 of uh, liver cancer. And uh, I remember this one time, uh, this one scene in the ICU. And you know that when, he, when your patient is in the ICU, you can't be with them. But we had this one final moment as he was being brought there that all, all of us, all our family members, all of the sons and daughters and my, my mom would had hugged him one, one tight moment. And I felt something uh, being drawn out of my heart. This is it, Lord. This is it. I'm going to proclaim your healing. I'm going to proclaim your miracle. So out of my heart just came those words as we all hugged our dad. I, I, I shouted out, Lord, please give us a miracle. Have mercy on my dad. And in my heart, I was going, in my mind, I was going, you know, Lord, I serve you. I'm a pastor. I serve so many. You've healed so many. Would you do this for me, for your servant, for your son? And then I said something like, if you would not give us the miracle of healing, what about the miracle of salvation? My dad had heard the gospel. It was changing his, his life, his habits, his mindsets. He had accepted Jesus Christ. And Lord, would you give us that miracle? And this is what I realized. This is what I discovered. And I hope you're realizing this as you hear from God. As we all walk through this valley of the shadow of death, it helps that the shepherd who's taking our hand is the one person who's beaten death. In the shadow, in the valley of the shadow of death, our shepherd has overcome death. That's great news. I mean, if you were with anybody else, you would. How could you trust them? Would they be able to promise you eternal life and, and back up back up that promise? But when you listen to these verses, you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. When I think about the rod, the, the piece of wood that's on his belt to fend off enemies, and I think about the staff that the shepherd would use to to guide the the sheep away uh, back back into the the path of righteousness, so to speak. I think about uh, another piece of wood. I know it's romantic imagination, but I think about the wood of the cross. Not that the rod or the staff or the cross are the, are, are the power behind our salvation, but it's what the wielder does and what Jesus did on that cross beat death. What he did on the cross defeated sin in our lives. And when you have those two forces that we're afraid of in our lives, sin and death over, overcome, if you have them... Uh, beaten by our Savior, what else have we to fear? You know that these are the two forces that have separated us from God, and now and forevermore, Jesus beat them so that we could be with Him forever. That's what He was saying. You are with me. Hear the emotion. He, he, he talks about God being our shepherd, and then just shouts out to God, You are with me. God is with me. His name practically says it, Emmanuel, Jesus Christ. God is with me, with us. Wow, our shepherd beat death. And I have that comfort with my dad. May that give you comfort with any loss that you've experienced now during this time. But here's, here's another thing. Here's how the, the psalmist, you know, uh, uh, rises in a crescendo to this composition of Psalm 23, to this psalm. It's not over. Yes, the shepherd has beaten death for us, 
But that Savior, the one who's delivered us, that shepherd, uh, our, our mighty King, He stays. The Savior stays. And like any other deliverer who might come to help us, people might come in, you know, the local government units or DSWD or anybody giving in provisions might come in and save us from, you know, from starvation or save us from our situation. Somebody might come in and help us and counsel us or pray for us. But they'd all be gone. Have you ever experienced them, you know, uh, one of the government units coming in, giving you a donation, a relief goods, a portion, and then sitting down right in front of you saying, oh, is there anything else you might need? I'm here. But our Savior stays. Let's go back to the psalm, right? Look at how he ends this. He rises this. It, it, it rises. You prepare a feast, a table before me in the presence of my enemies, in the midst of all this fear, in the midst of all this, this lack of all this of all this anxiety and sicknesses and illnesses, you come and you prepare a feast. You anoint my head with oil. This, this psalmist is right here. You, my, my cup just overflows with your anointing. A, a feast. It's, he, he sort of lays aside the, the sheep metaphor. And, and now it's just him and me, you and him, on, on the table set before him. And, and something even more hospitable, even more friendly, even, dare I say, intimate. In the royal hands of our Lord, He anoints our head with oil. It's a declaration that you are mine. The royal hands are holding you and saying, this person, this child, this man, this woman is my son, my daughter. They're mine. That's what the anointing means. Now in the end, He just... It's like he raises his hand up and says, Oh, surely, surely, nothing else. That's what it's saying. Certainly nothing else. Just your goodness. Just your mercy. There is no doubt. There is no deception. There is no anxiety upon me. No guilt, no shame, no fear. It's just your goodness and your mercy being with me. Following me. Locked on me. Whatever happens to me. All the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. Now you might think it's, you know, it's a normal house that the Lord dwells in. You could put up your feet, take your jacket and your coat off. But it's, it's, it, it is that intimate. It is that personal. But the house of the Lord, as referred to in the original text, is really His temple. The temple of worship to the Lord. And it begs the question to me, is my life a life of worship unto God? Is my every day surrendered to Him, every thought captivated by the good news of His salvation, of His love? And what a privilege it is that I, I can be there in the house of God worshiping Him. That my, my every detail can be something that pleases and honors my God. Isn't that an amazing thought? That He is with us even now. And look, it doesn't matter what is bubbling out of your heart now. Yes, we're in the valley still. The shadow of death is cast upon us. But our shepherd is here. The shepherd who's beat death. And the Savior stays with us. 
even when we're through that valley of the shadow of death, our Savior stays with us. Let me pray for you now. We're going to go into a series of prayers right now. But if you've heard this message for the first time, you clicked on the link and somehow something's gripping you and it's the Holy Spirit keeping your attention, I'd like you to pray this prayer. It's As we continue to just proclaim unto God, these prayers will make more sense when you start a relationship with Jesus Christ. And simply say this, the Bible says, you simply believe that Jesus is Lord. And you proclaim that, confess it, with, and, and say with all your heart, believe with all your heart that He's risen. So why don't I lead you through this prayer. If you want to start that relationship with Jesus Christ right now, all you have to do is say this, Lord Jesus, I'm just a sinner. Yet I believe with all my heart, Jesus, you are Lord. And I'm confessing now. It's coming out of me now, Lord. I believe that you, you died on the cross for me to forgive my sins, but you rose again from the dead to beat sin and death in my life and be with me forever. As I pray in Jesus' name. I want to celebrate with you if you pray that prayer. That simply means now like you've been anointed by the oil of God. He, you are His. He is your God. He is your shepherd. He is your Savior. And if you want to not walk alone, there's, you can simply connect with us and I'll tell you a little bit about that a little bit more later. But we're going to start proclaiming now the things that we're going to pray right now, it'll make sense to you because you are now, you are now with Jesus. All right? I'm going to, why don't we pray right now? I'm going to pray for those of us who, who have been through this valley of the shadow of death. We've experienced loss. We've experienced grief. Our hearts have been broken. But Lord, we acknowledge right now that this is a great opportunity to be deeper with you, to accept your extended arms that wrap around us, that, that, uh, that embrace us, provide peace for us and protect us. Lord, would you right now send your Holy Spirit to those of us who've experienced loss, who've have our, our, who have our hearts broken. Lord, would you, would you comfort us? Will you heal the pain? Will you heal the hurt? Even the feelings of betrayal that we feel left all alone. Those of us who have lost our jobs, who've lost our businesses, who've lost our sense of security, we feel so alone now. Lord, would you extend your arms right now and Holy Spirit, wrap it around, wrap us around your heart. Receive the peace of the Lord beyond understanding right now that is guarding our hearts. Know that the rod and the staff of the Lord are there to comfort you and guard you and guide you. You will never be alone. Lord, I pray for the grief of those of us who've lost loved ones. It may not feel like it now, but Lord, you will bring us through this valley of the shadow of death. You will help heal even memories, Holy Spirit, right now as we close our eyes and seek you. You will heal memories, memories of regret. Lord, even some of us who have suffered things in our family, suffered trauma, suffered abuse, and now we're in this period where all we have are ourselves and our imperfections are staring us in the face. And the world and the enemy is screaming at us how, how useless you are, how worthless you are, how broken you are. Lord, would you silence these lies right now in the name of Jesus and show us, Lord, the perfect love that you've shown us on the cross and beyond. The love that is with us now, even now. 
healing that pain, healing that trauma of abuse, comforting, and most of all, Lord, for each and every one of us, securing us now. You are with us, God. You are with us. And whatever beautiful thing you're going to make out of this time with you, out of this break time with you, however you deepen our relationship with you, Lord, may you get all the honor and all the glory in Jesus' name. If you've made those prayers for the first time and you feel like this is a community where I feel someone can walk with me, walk through this valley of the shadow of death. You don't want to walk it with just yourself, but with somebody else. Please connect with us at victoryalabang.church slash connect. If you have prayers, we'll also pray with you. Just simply put that there as well at victoryalabang.church slash pray. So I, we had a wonderful time. I'm, I'm going to be amazed. I'm sure you heard from God. Let me bless you once again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his fine face shine upon you. Be gracious to you and give you peace. God bless you all. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalamang.church.